Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. This is our fourth podcast on benedictions and their role in encouraging us and stimulating joy and commitment. Remember that the idea of benediction means good words. And yet at the same time, just to refresh our memories, that the benediction is kind of an odd thing because on the one hand, it feels like a prayer. And on the other hand, it's not exactly a prayer because you're speaking to people. So we've been taking time to look at a couple of these. In fact, this just popped into my mind. So my mother wrote this really wonderful book that never did get published to our great disappointment. She called it The Pocket Prayers of Paul, where she took a lot of these, may the Lord, may the Lord, may God. She saw them as prayers and saw them as wonderful little prayers that you could throw up for a friend, a spouse, your kids. Most of this was about kids. And there were these little pocket prayers as you memorize some of these benedictions, these short, may the Lord, may the Lord, that they would become content for things you could quickly pray into their hearts and lives. And actually, one of the passages we're going to look at today was one of those pocket prayers that Robin and I got a lot of joy out of as we took time to learn it and use it to say over our kids. So let's begin with today's verses. There are two passages. They're both found in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 to 13 says this, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. And may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Now, oftentimes, benedictions are at the end of sermons, prayers, the end of church. And a lot of times they were at the end of Paul's letters. But every now and then he would put them in the middle where, though, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we do have at the end another benediction, and I want to share that one too, and I want to put these two benedictions together today. The second one is 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Paul says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you, which means to make you holy, to make you like Jesus, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Isn't that amazing? I, <laughs> I love it. I, I love these benedictions. I love what's in them, and especially when we get to hear them directly from the Lord. But let's just take a moment to break down these may God, these, this thing that he desires of God to do for the sake of the others, but he declares it. He speaks it over them or to them. The first one, 1 Thessalonians 3.11, he says, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. So the first request or the first thing that he wants God to do on the behalf of us, of his people, is that God would clear a way for us. Now, I'll take a moment to talk about what was going on, but clear the way 
There's a lot of things that get in the way of our relationship with one another. And here Paul is saying, may God, the Father himself, and the Lord Jesus clear the way for us to connect, for us to come together. Well, actually, I'm going to jump right into it. Let's just start with this first one. And in the letter, Paul says this in chapter 2. He says, for we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul did, again and again, but Satan blocked our way. This is primarily what Paul is referring to, is that he had such an intense desire to want to connect with the people, especially because he had heard that they were undergoing a lot of difficult things. And so, in 3.5, he says, For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. So, he loves them. He's led them to Christ. He's been trying to care for them through letters and probably through sending friends there. And he's just concerned for them, loves them, and he wants to be back together with them to shepherd them, to teach them, train them, love them. And yet, he says, it seems that the enemy, Satan, has continually blocked our way. A lot of times, Satan is finding ways to block our connections with one another, to block our relationship, to block our communication. And I love this first part where he says, May our God and Father himself and the Lord Jesus clear the way. What greater thing could Paul ask for the Father and Jesus to do initially is to clear the way for relationships and recognizing that there is an enemy who is trying to hinder that from happening. So, even in the context, even though it's Paul being at a distance and wanting to come together, the enemy is always creating distance, trying to create distance in our relationships. And here Paul is asking that God and Jesus would make a way for connection to happen, for us to come to you, he says. The second request that Paul makes, or this blessing or declaration, he says, may the Lord, and we've just heard that it's the Lord Jesus, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. In this letter, I hope you have a chance to read it sometime. I I think maybe a half hour, if that long. But I wish you would read it and just get to know the true heart of Paul for people. Oftentimes, people see him as the one who's the great theologian, and of course, he is a brilliant man and shares an awful lot of insight into the the depth of our faith. But in his heart, he is a pastor, and he loves the people that he brought to Jesus and cares deeply, deeply, deeply about them. And so here he is asking that the Lord would make your love increase and overflow for each other. What an amazing request. And we know that in, even when we were doing the, the podcast on Paul's prayers, remember that many times he prayed that their love would abound more and more, that it would increase, that it would overflow, and that they would know the love of God, and that they would increase. In fact, in this very same letter in chapter 4, he says, now, I know you know about the love of God, but I want you to know it even more. He wants the love to increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. 
Folks, isn't this what First Love Ministries is about? It's what the new command is about. It's about experiencing the Lord Jesus causing our love to increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. That's what I just love this statement because it's about what we do. It's about how do we find our love increase and overflow? It's by experiencing the love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so here he asks for it and wants to see it happen, not just among each other, but also for the sake of everyone else around them. And then he says, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless. The idea is that you would have no fault, that you would be innocent of wrongdoing and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. May he strengthen your hearts. You know, it's interesting because in this verse I said a little bit earlier, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 at the end, remember he said, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so you see the same theme because he just now earlier says, may he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. That Paul always has this future in mind, the day when the Lord Jesus comes and finishes everything that he started and restores everything and the new heaven and the new earth and all that great stuff. But His desire, again, even last week we talked about the Lord equipping and working in us what is pleasing. Well, this verse is kind of similar to that idea. May he strengthen your hearts is similar to sanctify you through and through your whole spirit, soul, and body. And notice that he doesn't use the word heart there. A lot of times people think we're made up of spirit, soul, and body, like these are the three primary parts. Yet just earlier in that letter, he says, strengthen your hearts. And then in several other places, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 3, he talks about our inner being being strengthened. So I'm not exactly sure what all these parts, what it means fully to be human, but at least in the Hebrew mindset, remember he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. They just had two parts. Well, three, I guess. Your body and then your heart and soul. And your soul in the Old Testament seemed more to do with this idea of what Paul refers to as our spirit. And then with all your heart, that covered everything else. It was your emotions, it was your thoughts, it was your desires, it was your attitudes, and especially how all that would influence your will. So when he says, may God strengthen your hearts, and then later sanctify your whole body, spirit, and soul. Again, it's this request that what Paul is so concerned about is that you didn't just get saved then to just sit on the sidelines and just wait till Jesus comes. There's this in-between peace where in the time between the times, between the time that he ascended and the time he returns, God is working and we are working and God is working to strengthen our hearts, to work in our hearts, to make us a blameless people, to take away the things that would cause us to not be innocent of wrongdoing, to do wrong things, that someone could find fault in us, that he's trying to strengthen our hearts, our minds, our will, our emotion, our attitudes, to transform them so that no fault could be found, that we would be blameless. And of course, holy is to be like him, for God is holy. To love like he loves, to think like he loves, to walk the way he would have us walk. 
And so Paul is crying out for this as well as again in the other passage, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that the God of peace, may God himself sanctify you, make you holy, make you like Jesus through and through. And then again, I want to finish with verse 24 there where he says, for the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So he says this benediction that God would clear the way that the Lord would increase their love, that the Lord would strengthen their hearts, and that the Lord would sanctify them through and through, which again, sanctify through and through and strengthen hearts are very similar until the day the Lord comes. And then that final reminder, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So let's hear this from the Father, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit from his heart to yours. I, your God and Father, myself, and your Lord Jesus, will clear the way for you to come together in your relationships. And I, the Lord Jesus, I am making your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as mine does for you. And I am here to strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God your Father when I, your Lord Jesus, come for you with all my holy ones. For I, God myself, the God of peace, am sanctifying you through and through, your whole spirit, soul, and body. And in doing so, keep you blameless for the day that Jesus comes. And know this, I who called you am faithful, and I will do it. I who called you am faithful and I will do it. I will clear the way for your relationships. I will make your love increase and overflow. I will strengthen your heart and sanctify you so that you will be blameless and holy on the day Jesus comes. You can count on this because I who called you am faithful and I will do it. Oh my gosh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your commitment to our relationships. Thank you for your commitment to growing love in us. Thank you for the promise that you will strengthen our hearts and sanctify our body, soul, and spirit so that we may live blameless lives, holy lives while we're here waiting for you to return, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're so grateful again that we don't have to strive in our own effort, that you're not taking a passive role, that you're not sitting back. In fact, thank you that your last words are, I am faithful, I will do it. If I called you, then I'm going to do my part to help this 
happen in your heart and in your life. God, we thank you. God, we thank you so much. And so, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there today. I pray that you would clear the way where Satan is blocking relationship. Lord, I pray, clear the way, oh God, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, where people are feeling that their love for one another, their love especially for those around them in their workplace or neighborhood or wherever, Lord, I pray that today you would increase and overflow their love in a way that only you can do. Help them to experience your love so that they can love others. And Lord, I pray strengthen hearts. Lord, where there is stuff maybe in our hearts and lives that somebody could point at and find fault with us, God, we pray. Show us those areas, Lord, where we can repent and let you clean and change and transform us so that we really can walk in holiness. And Lord, thank you that you who called us is faithful and that you will do it. We love you. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless everyone and have a great rest of the day.